Welcome everyone as Fantastic Geek starts to talk the Echo series. My name is Matt and joining me as always is Pete. Hello, Pete. Hello, Matt. Hello, everyone here today to bring you our very first installment of the Echo podcast by Fantastic Geek ahead of its January 10th premiere. To new listeners, welcome. To ongoing listeners, uh, we'll talk some upcoming dates on our catch-all pop culture podcast by Fantastic Geek next Saturday, Pete, which will be December. How does how, how time goes? Uh, we will be giving a preview for the upcoming uh, Skeleton Crew series, that the latest entry in Star Wars. No date yet, but fingers crossed that the podcast gods will be kind to us and uh, maybe we'll have more info between now and then yeah hard to imagine that outside of conventions no one has seen a frame of that jude law star so pretty soon i would imagine we will be getting uh, a glimpse of that and of course we'll be talking that next saturday likewise matt star trek discovery uh, will be returning in 2024 for the final time, the fifth and now uh, decided after the fact and uh, filmed a little bit more final season. Uh, but we will be talking about that Saturday, December 16th. So, yeah, touching in with some of these properties as we uh, as we head into the holidays, uh, I know on social media we've been talking about some, uh, you know, some farther looks down the old schedule there. But Pete, let's go back to the past. What were we talking about last week as we as we returned to the MCU? We took the pulse of uh, the Marvel Cinematic Universe with a state of the MCU podcast available for you both on the uh, pop culture podcast feed uh, and the Marvel movie podcast feed. And uh, speaking of Marvel and the Marvels, uh, a box office update, Pete, as we record uh, right now, the Marvels at $70.5 million in the U S 96.5 international for a total of 167 just you know unfortunately a continued very dire financial picture there uh probably not going to cross 200 million dollars certainly not going to be profitable um i'll say what i've said before i think there's nonetheless the strong possibility that this could be a big hit on disney plus which of course is not where you want a 200 million dollar movie to be a hit uh unless you're apple which is doing the exact same thing with napoleon a 200 million dollar movie that's like oh go do whatever in theaters whatever um but that's two completely different business models uh i will say this pete you know there's no doubt in my mind that we will see carol danvers kamala khan monica rambo again in the mcu this is just a bump in the road in terms of uh getting people out to the movies yeah, the convoluted narrative that we have voted with our lack of theater attendance because we don't like these characters that threaten us and they'll go away forever. Um, yeah, I don't think you understand the larger plan. Uh, they will be back um, 
I'm not so sure, Matt, that the model is theatrical presentation anymore. And in light of the new deals that both the screenwriters and the actors got now compensating them uh, in a way they never had been before for streaming offerings, I think you're only going to continue to see that theater going has changed. And, uh, you know, I think you're going to see drastic cuts in terms of the amount of promotion they do for the theater experience as opposed to, hey, this is only value added to a subscription-based service. Why why go once for $20 when we can get you for, you know, $15 every month? Well, that's certainly tying into what will be our podcast focus for uh, the end of December podcasting. What if uh, we have a have a solid schedule up there on social media for how we're going to be podcasting that we'll talk more about that on depth uh, pardon me in depth as we uh dig into what if in the coming weeks um but both that and echo you know what if being delivered nine episodes nine days echo delivered all at once certainly calling for uh kind of a a concentrated podcast effort on our part Yes, and we took to our Patreon page in a poll that was free for all to hear how you wanted to do that. Just quickly about what if, uh, ironically, that announced the, the closer date after Echo, the further date, which helped to inform how we're going to do it. We'll be bringing you a preview of season two of What If on Saturday, December 9th, before we begin to podcast those episodes, the first of the nine days being um, uh, Friday, December 22nd. Uh, and then we'll be bringing you either two or three episodes at a time, uh, much like we will be doing with Echo. And turning things squarely to echo here you know for a long time pete when the release of this show was nebulous and when there was word out there oh there there are problems with it so on and so forth i think um i think there was a negative cloud over it i think that on some of our other marvel podcasts pete i may have been i don't want to say leading the way but i may have been the one pointing out you know there, there, there are storm clouds above this. There's, there's apparently problems with this show. Here's the good news, and here's why I have optimism as we talk today and as we look ahead to the January release. Um, if there were problems, and I'm assuming there were, the fact that Disney, the fact that Marvel went back, reshot stuff, that's good news for we, the audience, we as the end users. We can debate endlessly were problems caused by the producer-centric, not writer-centric nature of Marvel Cinematic Universe TV, um, that the MCU in general is dismissive of writers. You know, there's kind of all these larger issues, but at the end of the day, give me a good show, give me a good movie. It's up to the bean counters to say, you know, if you had had a writing room that was more than for a cup of coffee and three people sitting around bouncing ping pong ball off the wall for two days... If you actually convened a writing room for 10 weeks with six to eight people, then maybe you would have had six scripts that were beautiful as opposed to, 
needing to shoot and shoot and shoot and then delete footage and get rid of stuff and so on and so forth with with uh ultimately we're going to have a five episode outing here um you know again that's kind of court intrigue along the way i'm optimistic that these are going to be five great episodes that take us on a journey that's of the mcu that's of native american uh insight and so forth that, that gives us a diverse look at human stories uh that we get intrigue with with charlie cox and vincent d'onofrio and all of that along with some of these fantastic actors Lacqua cox and so forth so again it's with this renewed sense of optimism that i say i'm excited about this show it's interesting that they're dropping them all at once particularly at a time when the schedule's steam starved um, and doing what if across the holidays, okay, you know, animated offering, less of an audience, that's fine. But to do these all at once when you could have strung it over a month um, to do it under this banner they're uh, bringing from the comics of marvel spotlight okay you know trying to de-emphasize don't have to be up on all the shows and movies but the irony there doing it with a character who's already popped up in a series two years ago in in hawkeye with echo um but I'm super encouraged having watched the uh the trailer here you know, pulled right in immediately. I think very smart that they're going back and showing Vincent D'Onofrio's Wilson Fisk with Echo, with Maya Lopez as a child and how you cannot be moved for the uh, titular character and then, you know, the the anti-hero in Fisk uh, savagely beating an ice cream vendor who has teased a deaf, handicapped little girl uh, right at the start there. And you're hitting at the core of what I think this show can be in terms of connecting with the audience, which is it's not about, you know, will Charlie Cox show up in the Daredevil costume and things of that sort? It's about the anti-hero nature it's about that vulnerability that maya lopez that echo has as a, a as a person in general let alone someone with with her challenges and disabilities and so forth there's there's great potential here and insofar as again they've gotten the opportunity to make portions of this show twice and and to really have this focus to have a great product at the end. Um, I'm excited about that. You then add to it, you know, some legendary actors like Graham Greene, uh, who, who's in it. Um, Zahn McLaren, who's back, despite the fact, you know, uh, Maya Lopez's father is dead. I'm sure it'll be, you know, what are our choices, Pete? Flashback, ghost, hologram. This doesn't quite feel like a ghost or a hologram kind of thing. So, uh, via flashbacks, let alone some some actors that at least are, are newer to my eyes, like uh, Devery Jacobs and Tantu Cardinal. It's just, again, there's so much potential here to say, you know, perpetually what we want out of genre stuff, especially comic book stuff, is completely familiar and also brand new, which is 
oftentimes in conflict. But I think that we could get it here in terms of, I know we're going to have fight em scenes and we're going to have some, you know, superpower to a certain degree within kind of the more street level portion. But we're going to get some good bone crunching, you know, smash the vase, smash the window, punch them in the face sort of stuff. But also unique stories that we can all connect to. Well, set your Disney Plus profile to TVMA, Matt, because if not, it's not going to show up. This a uh, stronger offering. Uh, also, the the Hulu window, yes, Disney Plus kind of, you know, forced into buying the majority of that and something this podcast really believes will eventually just become a thing on Disney plus. Um, it's no mistake either. Very intentional. They show you one frame of Charlie Cox daredevil and another draw here coming off Hawkeye. Um, the not surprising announcement at all that echo would get her own series and really a breakout role there for Miss Cox um, to bring in the support of Vincent D'Onofrio. And then of course, now that you've brought Daredevil back to uh, the MCU into the MCU from Netflix to She-Hulk wise to put it in there. And we're all excited for that throwdown. Um, I think five seems like, the right amount of episodes to tell this story, to go back, to give us her origin, to catch us up where she is now post Hawkeye, uh, to see that, wow, Bisk has survived what happened at the end of Hawkeye, um, and put it all together. Yeah. Super stoked. And, you know, the representation that occurs with, this character with the community that she comes from with the ability to tell this story, I think is very, very important. Yeah. There's in so many ways, there's the opportunity for, for this show to tick a number of boxes. You mentioned the TV MA portion. Um, look, if Disney wanted this show to kind of come and go, if Marvel wanted this show to kind of come and go, um, they could do that. And I think that was perhaps an initial reaction to dropping it all at once. Um, and certainly within the ethos of, let's say, modern streaming. Um, and it's weird to think, Pete, that, you know, less than 10 years ago when Netflix was, you know, you think like the, the House of Cards kind of arrow, how that was somehow not modern streaming, but certainly more recent streaming where it is more weekly and so forth to not do that on the one hand, feels like a burn-off. But there it is, Pete, this month, where The Crown delivers, uh, you know, one half or 40% of its final season all at once. Okay, fine, they've split it into two chunks, but I, I think that that's in service of the story. Um, so, you know, it's a reminder that it's not, it's not automatically a burn-off. Ditto, okay, yes, Disney Plus does want American users to be thinking more about that TVMA setting because, you know, in 2024, Hulu will become a tile on Disney plus period. Um, that is the plan. 
and you know ma content tvma content is on hulu so they want you thinking about all of that is echo going to be the thing where people go oh i'm glad i turned that on now it's easy for me three four five six months from now when that hulu tile appears now i can just click on over there and i can watch the r-rated movie or the uh you know the the more hard-hitting miniseries or, or things of that sort i don't know the echo is the only entry point but again disney just could have said whatever let's just stick it on or, or let's just have a hulu release entirely because it's all r-rated the fact that it is the fact that extra time and care has been put into this is is adding to the confidence i have in this show um and certainly pete you know when they all arrive on january 10th and as we spend I believe the plan is within the calendar week, we will have done all five episodes and wrapped for the season. I'm, I'm confident that that's going to be a rewarding journey as well. I think it's pretty cool too, that Hawkeye was a holiday set show. You could go back, watch it this holiday, be all prepped to see echo. But again, you know, the whole idea with this spotlight, uh, you know, offshoot is okay. You can just pick it up. I, I think you'll see that cross permutation that uh, people can get in on that. Um, it's not with the importance of some of the other projects. And we talked in our state of the MCU podcast, you know, how they've been hit or miss uh, secret invasion being the low, low critical point. Um, but you know, th this is going to be something people are talking about. I think the nature that they're dropping them all at once will oddly increase conversation like, Oh, did you see echo? I'm, I'm in episode three. You know, I, I did the first couple. I'm going to finish it off today. That kind of thing. Uh, into the new year before the long wait, Matt, until, you know, the only Marvel Studios movie of 2024 in uh, Deadpool 3. Well, and you mentioning kind of the, the zeitgeist conversation, it's a reminder as well that, you know, Netflix chose the all-at-once model because it was different and a differentiator and now a way to get splash and attention. And I'm not being negative. I'm just saying, you know, fact. You sit and go, I don't have to wait. I just go to the next one. Cool. Um, when other streamers were saying, well, now we need a thing to, you know, now we need a reason for people to stay streaming. Okay, we have 10 episodes. That means 10 weeks. That means three months of subscription. That makes sense. More recently, with Nielsen counting streaming numbers and so forth, Again, to be kind of glasses half full, not glasses half empty. Don't call it a burn off. Five episodes means you have five hours that are going to hit streaming in the same week, indeed the same day. If this is a big hit and it's, oh man, you have to check it out. Oh, you're only on episode three. Listen, you got to finish it, finish it, you know, by Friday so we can talk about it at the old water cooler, that sort of thing. Um, does that perhaps get reflected where, you know, when those ratings get, get published, which weirdly for the streaming ratings, there, there tends to be some delay, but you sit and go, oh my goodness, Pete, Echo is in the top 10 for new streaming series for the week it debuted. 
you know, that might be a lot of qualifiers, but to sit and go, it's a top 10 show within its category for its week. Wow. You know, you, you there's the potential to get good news there where two years ago, there was no way to measure that as a good news metric. So again, kind of for the little, the little show that could, and for the little show that had, had production troubles over it, there's a lot of factors here that are, that are pushing it towards positivity. I think it'll pop through to the zeitgeist to, you know, where and how uh, Charlie Cox shows up in that show and what it sets up for his show that, of course, they're taking another stab at filming right now. He and Vincent D'Onofrio. And I think the very real possibility that uh, the protagonist of this show shows up in that one. Well, Pete, here it is, the end of November. Let's fast forward to the first weekend in January. That's the next time that we are scheduled to check in to talk Echo, to do a final preview before it arrives on uh, on January 10th. Uh, certainly, if there's insane breaking news between now and then, we'll certainly update the Echo feed uh, for those listening on the Pop Culture Podcast feed uh, of course, you'll get all the uh, all the echo discussions along with everything else that we do. Um, I think in, uh, during that first weekend in January, we will uh, we'll review when we're going to be podcasting which episodes. But I just wanted to review. It's going to be in fairly short order. It's going to be in chunks of um, in chunks of episodes. They're delivering it to us five at once. Why not? You know, why not dive in and move quickly? And uh, I think we're both looking forward to that journey. Yeah, we back in the Netflix days, you know, back to Daredevil, uh, did all 13 of those and, uh, you know, distributed them over a couple weeks. And the consumption model now and in terms of the water cooler discussion that, you know, we want to have with our listeners, I, I think adapting it as we had uh, a couple of years ago with anything that comes out all at once, really the more mindful model instead of, you know, one by one. So yeah, uh, we will uh, publish and discuss that schedule as we get a little bit closer, but certainly anything that comes up in terms of echo uh, the next couple of weeks leading up to the release, we will be here to bring you. And Pete, anytime we're diving into the Marvel Cinematic Universe, Star Trek Universe, Star Wars shows, all of this stuff could not be done without those who support us on Patreon.com slash Fantastic Geek. Uh, our ongoing thanks to those who helped make this journey possible. Everybody who contributes to uh, Patreon.com slash Fantastic Geek gets access to all sorts of exclusives but it takes just a dollar a month to get you in that door uh so go check it out today see if there's anything that uh adds value to what you might determine our offerings are worth and then if you're not in a position to contribute right now you could go to apple podcast leave us a rating to this podcast to any of our 34 other podcasts and pete let's keep the echo conversation going the marvel conversation going how can people be in touch with you on social media 
You can find me on Twitter. You can find me on threads. You can find me on Blue Sky at Peter, P-I-E-T-E-R-J-K-E-T-E-L-A-A-R, 12,600 followers. Can't be wrong. And while I'm personally on Twitter as Looking Back Lost, do be in touch with the podcast. Comment on FantasticGeek.com. Check us out on Twitter, Instagram, Gmail, and Threads, where we are Fantastic Geek as well. But we Pete, there's more. Facebook.com slash Fantastic Geek with a PH, all one word, like it today. If you're listening on the Pop Culture Podcast feed, as we discussed at the top of the episode, in the next couple of weeks, we'll be talking about Skeleton Crew, What If, and Star Trek Discovery. If you're here for Echo, we will be back in early January ahead of Echo, dropping all of its episodes on January 10th. With that, Pete, I will say adios to all our listeners and give you the final word. Talk to you soon. <laughs>